What's up, disc golfers? Welcome to episode 151 of the Disc Golf Podcast. My name is Robin. Alongside me, my longtime friend, avid disc golfer, Joe. I'm still tired from Portland. I am very tired from Portland. We played so much disc golf, and we're very sorry that we didn't get an episode out last week. Uh, we fully intended to. We brought all of our recording equipment up to Portland with us, and uh, then just played too much disc golf, perhaps uh, a few too many beverages. I thought I was going to say, you're just going to put it all on just, oh, we just played too much disc golf. Yep, it was definitely it all disc golf. Only, only disc golf. Well, because when you play a long round of disc golf, it really wears out your vocal cords. You know, like you you... Say you play like thirty six holes in a day, and by the end of the day, you just you, you can't talk. You, you're just worn out. It's a it's a true exercise, right? From all the hooting and hollering because of all the aces. Yeah, exactly. So it was very difficult for us at the end of each day to muster up the the vocal energy to record some quality content for our listeners, and for for that we are very sorry and hope you forgive us. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna call bullshit right now because my vocal energy is amazing. Yeah, you've got great vocal energy. So I just like I can I can talk and yell and scream forever. Yeah. So um, I'm gonna be honest and say it was beverages. <laughs> it was 100% beverages. But you know, I did see something which was rather amazing, which I've never seen a person pass out standing up, lining up a putt, and then wake up and make the putt before like that 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 was a new thing well you're welcome (laughs) so i don't remember it but you've told me it happened (laughs) like it was truly awe-inspiring i i just i can't even explain to you i was it was was, magical i was very tired yes very tired and uh of course you remember which hole it was it was a very important hole I have no clue. Oh, okay. Well, it was at Timber Park, right? You remember that part? Um, I remember that we... Pl- I remember bits and pieces of Timber. Yeah, um, yeah. I-, I know we were there. It was uh, It was right after our round at Milo. I do remember that. I remember, like, some pizza and some, like, uh, some garlicky bread stuff. And, oh, yeah. And then... Uh, and then I remember, like, being like, why are we walking? Like, what are we doing? I want to go home. I'm tired. Can I sleep in the car? <laughs> Nope. <laughs> nope. You're going to play around disc Well, this, golf. Is, this is what I... And I'm going to record your blackout round and you disc. This... Yeah, that was <laughs> fucked up, by the way. That was a jerk move. That's a... T- I, like, look at like, fucking plus 18, you fucking at. Like, there was no reason to record that round. That's just, like, messed up. You know what? It started out really well. You were playing good. You were, like, driving well and, like, you parked a couple of holes and you made a putt with your eyes closed and, like, I... I was like, well, maybe he's just gonna like come through <laughs> and, this, and, and then on and then on hole four, the wheels came <laughs> off, and then it wasn't fine. Um, <laughs> and I was already I already put in like five holes. I wasn't just gonna stop. And you so know. that's like that's my whole thing. I tell people all the time, like, hey, if I come play disc golf with you in whatever random city or wherever you are, um, I one like I don't think I try and say that I'm a really good disc golfer because I'm not, um, but. I think if I don't represent myself in the actual disc golf game, I will definitely represent the disc golf podcast part of Joe that just drinks excessively. <laughs> and I think I did a great job of that at Milo. <laughs> you did a fantastic job. I think job. I really nailed that part. You, no, you you uh, absolutely pured that. It was 
<laughs> like was, I think it, with all the holes that we played, I was pretty much to, an like, ace run. I was trying to run through with all the holes. Um, so many holes. I definitely had more than a beer per two holes. Wait, what? So like it, we played 102 holes. So you had a beer every other hole. At least this is what you're saying. At least, okay. I think I think through those five rounds, yeah, probably. I had more than 51 beers. I'd say so. Yeah, like, you know, don't want to toot my own horn. <laughs> don't want to uh, express my awesome alcoholism, but uh, yeah, boom. No, it was super cool. Boom, take that. You should get you a shirt that just has like 51 beer bottles on it. I think it was over 51, but I mean, whatever. <laughs> Uh, hey, uh, <laughs> hey, Josh, uh, Udisc, I know you're listening. Um, can we put like a beers drink piece into uh, Udisc scoring? <laughs> Just put a little a little checkbox every time a beer is. Well, then you could really sort out your your drunk versus sober rounds, and once and for all, you know. Listen, I know the answer to that. <laughs> I just don't want to admit it or talk about it. <laughs> you could you could sort by sober Joe and drunk Joe and see how it goes. Oh, that plus eighteen round's really gonna fuck that up. Yeah, fuck that round. <laughs> because listen, like with Milo, <laughs> with Milo, um, yeah, you get it. You're I played to- I played like decently like consistent throughout the whole day. Like I didn't I didn't have. I mean, maybe like well, my the final hole I <laughs> got lucky. Um, and maybe like the last couple holes were a little crazy, but for the most part, there was no big wheels fall off moment at Milo. No, I played pretty cleanly for you know for it being Milo and being an am. Um, yeah, the the pro tees at at Milo is tough. Like it, it yeah. Uh, the the most of the par threes are very difficult to get in range of uh, on your first shot, and. Um, so there's just really not a lot of birdie looks. So you're you're playing for par most of the time, and uh, and like playing blind too. Like we've yeah. seen it on on the YouTube's before, but really stepping up and seeing it. Like there was there's a few that I think with more uh, experience, I I could have attacked much better. Oh, definitely. Like I felt way better playing pier the second time. Like I had a way better feel of what to throw and, uh-huh. and how to get out to and and spots. after like all these courses up there are just full of trees and so like after initially you get there and you're like well shit there's no line there's just fucking trees everywhere and uh, then after after a little bit you kind of get used to the fact that there's trees everywhere and you start throwing your lines and and it works out fine so it's a uh, it's yeah. more like it at first all those tight gaps are kind of intimidating and then you start kind of just trusting your shots and. And uh, and it it ended up being fine. It started hitting all those gaps and and uh, it, but uh, overall, like as an experience, going up to Portland and playing those courses was just absolutely incredible. Like, oh, so it was, it was one seeing Milo and seeing you know a course that you've seen on Jomez and CCDG so many times. And seeing all these pros play and then being able to play those holes and see how difficult those shots are. And it was kind of surreal um, it, to some degree. Just kind of you, you felt like you were having a different kind of experience. Just it just, you know, you see it on video, but it, in person, it's always different. So it was uh, it was odd at certain times standing in certain spots and throwing from certain positions that you've seen on video and be like, damn, this is a crazy hard line. 
So yeah, I'm being like, oh, like I just put everything into that, and I like crushed it. Like that's one of my best drives. I am 200 feet short. Yeah, of what the pros are putting out. Yeah, and and then just in general, every course we went to was awesome. Like they they've yeah. got great terrain. There's elevation on every single course. Uh, plenty of of forest, so you got lots of difficulty. Um, Pretty ass ferns and shit. Ferns everywhere, just like yep. just ferning. We met, we met so many ferns, so many new ferns, so many ferns. I mean, we we it was it was just fern fernness. Fernie Furness. Fern, Fern, Fern Gully? Yeah, pretty much. Underrated movie. Pretty, pretty sure movie. they filmed good, it there. Good movie. <laughs> they definitely filmed it there. <laughs> definitely filmed it there. At the disc golf course. At the disc golf course. You can course. see the baskets in it the was, movie. Yep, it was definitely, look close. definitely filmed and not an animated movie, but yeah, you know. And then, you know, you're on the course and you're like, hey, you're my best fern. And you said it back to me and I was like, oh, oh. We're, we're best ferns. And then, like everyone's got like beers, and it was just fun. It was just, it was just lots of fun. It was, it was just le- legitimately magical. And we, we again apologize for not recording up there, but a lot, lot, lot of dudes being bros. We were so busy cuddling with each other and enjoying the peacefulness of of Portland. Uh, you know, I, I got some sandals. You know, we all we all sat around a campfire. And yeah, sang songs. It was it was just a beautiful thing, and and we didn't really want to mess it up by bringing technology in and recording a show. I got a mega blister. You did get a mega blister. It was, that thing was that thing was ripe. Well, it was ripe day one, and then it just kept like yeah, I feel like it was ripe before you even landed. It probably was. How did you get such a big blister before you even did anything? Uh, it's like it's, I've as soon as I got my new shoes, it was already happening. And then it'd be like I would play disc golf on like the weekend, and by the next weekend, it pretty much like gotten better. And then it would just rock back open again. And then you know it's all good. Yeah. All right. Well, it was super gross. So I thank you for that. I survived. You did. You did. Uh, regrettably, but <laughs> we were really hoping you were going to get some crazy infection and die within <laughs> like a day. So much for being best friends. <laughs> But you lived like a big jerk. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got a great show for you tonight, as you can already tell. We're going to talk about the Glass Blown Open, which happened like, what, like two weeks ago now? Yep. And uh, since we didn't record uh, last week, uh, we'll we'll briefly talk about that. I will also give you an update on the uh, 303 Open, the Challenge at Goat Hill, and the Utah Open. Wow, that's a lot of tournaments. Yeah. I, I like it. Do you need me to bring those up, or are you just going to go by memory? I'll go, I'll go by memory because I'm going to do just quick little pulls on each oh, of them. Perfect. I love it. And then we're going to preview the San Francisco Open, which is in our backyard uh, here in the Bay Area. So we'll, we'll do picks for that. And then we'll do our world-famous deer review, our disc and beer pairing. Tonight we have the MVP Entropy, a brand-new release, which is a four-speed, three-glide, zero-turn, three-fade, uh, putting approach, you know, baby mid-type Yep. Type disc. Yep. And we're going to pair that with Modern Times Temple of Ruin, which is a collaboration with Burial, excuse me, Burial Beer Company. Burial Beer Company. Burial. Burial. We went through this last time when we did Burial. Listen, I'm just going to stick with it. Okay. That's how I roll. Burial. Burial. Okay. <laughs> which is a 7% alcohol New England IPA. Sweet. Uh, I'll just rip through these turnies real quick and then we'll talk about okay. GBO. Okay. Um, 
So each one of these tournaments, I'm going to say the underdog one. I think one of them, like, I could see, well, I'll just go 303. Um, I think most people probably would have just expected Eagle to win. Um, it's a, it was in Colorado. He didn't win? He did not win. Wow. But the person who won is not super surprising I to me. I would have thought that he would have buried uh, the competition. I don't know what that word means. <laughs> uh, no, uh, Big Joe Revere took down three hundred three. Joe is such a solid player. He's a beast. He had a he had an ace out there too. Um, but that was like that's exactly what I'm saying. He was the underdog, but that's one like <clears throat> when that totally makes sense. right. Totally makes sense. So yeah. the other two underdogs, one that you would not have expected. So Utah Open, uh, where Ricky was playing and and uh, like Germ. Uh, and uh, uh, Nate um, Perkins, Perkins, like yep. you know, big names. Yeah, Matt Bell took it down. Yeah, so that's like one that even like if I said an underdog, you might be like, oh, Germ took it. Like, nope, Matt Bell, which is rad. Uh, he's been playing really well this year. Um, and then in the uh, challenge at Goat Hill, Thomas Gilbert. You know Thomas Gilbert, yeah. that guy that we apparently, def- apparently we he throws <laughs> like nine thousand feet. <laughs> you know that guy we definitely knew a lot about before this last week, mm-hmm. like so much about him. Um, he throws far, like Seppo. So he was on like a card with Seppo, KJ, Thomas Gilbert, and uh, AJ Risley. Risley was the other one. There's no, there's someone different. Uh, oh, uh, the, the guy who, never mind. I'm going to, you're fine. Calvin. Heimberg? No. Clint Calvin. Oh, okay. Who's like the U.S. amateur. Uh, Got it. Champion. He's like, a, he's a San Diego guy. Like it's his backyard, but he pumps. Like he throws huge forehands and backhands. Yeah. So anyways, this card was just an insane like distance competition. So it's like the great thing with the CCDG having the distance. Uh, yeah. Like piece of just be like. Yep, he this he just threw it like five ninety uphill. Uh, rad. So crazy. But Sep, Seppo had like the craziest like distance lines, and then you'd be like, "Oh no, there's KJ USA." Oh shit, this dude Thomas Gilbert throws super far too. <laughs> Damn. And he's like nineteen. And yeah, and like six five or something. Yeah. Uh, anyways, he was putting super well and had big drives. Um. KJ putted well, and and like really, it just it like putting woes rocked Seppo. Uh, once again, it's so brutal. It is. It's so hard man. to watch. It is like when like you when feel for him too because we've all done stuff like that, especially me personally. Yeah. Uh, but it, like it's so hard because he's so good and he'll execute all these shots, and then he just misses a putt that. That you he know he can make beautiful lines. He throws yeah. the craziest lines, like textbook, but also like old school textbook, where you're like, "Oh, everyone just would throw a big hyzer, and you have the power to throw a big hyzer, but yet you throw like an overstable flex shot and put it like inside the circle and then dunk the putt." Yeah, like it's, it's just it's it was heartbreaking to see some of the I you know, and it's totally that hit or miss like. Yeah, like similar to me, where it's like, oh, he just like knocked down a forty-five footer, hell yeah, and missed an eighteen. Yeah, yep. shoot. Yeah, um, but anyways, and they're like cage bangers too. Just totally. Like, oh, totally. Uh, and yeah. then, but uh, but uh, Gilbert 
everything was everything was clicking. He just got a big lead and kept it. Uh, KJ gave him a little scare for a minute, uh, but but that's how it finished. So yeah, so three tournaments that were cool. There's, I believe there's going to be coverage of 303 from Gatekeeper Media. I haven't seen it out yet. I haven't either. Um, but like they put out uh, Revere's Ace, and I think they're supposed to put stuff out. So I'm excited to watch that tournament. Uh, and then there's, there's of course Jomez for the Utah Open and CCDG for exactly. Goat Hill. So yeah. there's already great coverage. Um, Excellent coverage. I particularly liked when uh, Nate Perkins was explaining to us why we needed to see bad putts by pros so that we could appreciate how hard putting is. Like we don't, we don't already know that. I make all my putts. So I don't. I don't know. Yeah. So that was cool. Yeah. Uh, you know who really good on Mike? Hmm. KJ USA. Oh. And I made fun of him, I'll be totally honest, and I know I did. I don't know if I made fun of him, but I talked about it a little bit. It might have been a pre-show, so I probably shouldn't have said anything right here. But um, his in the bag, I think it was in his in the bag when he first moved to Prodigy, I definitely was like not uh, blown away with his speaking. Uh, there was definitely... I remember that. I was just blown away by what a handsome man he was, and you were like critiquing <laughs> like, his voice. I just tune out the talking yeah when i think some somebody or something's pretty yeah i don't need to listen to him yeah no <laughs> no need to bury a guy for that so what is body Bur- what are you trying to what are you trying to say it's bury you know when you bury something <laughs> what do you buddy i don't know what you're trying to say uh anyways you know like when a dog buries a bone a- in the in the backyard is that like a humping thing i don't understand uh <laughs> He did a great job with Ian, and then Seppo stepped up and, and, of course, was great too. But KJ, you know, these young guns are coming out. Like, I'm really enjoying the commentary. This this year, like, Eagle is great on Mike. KJ was great on Mike. Maybe it's just, like, rapport, like, kicking it with with Ian. Maybe Ian just brings out the best in people. I well, We know that Ian true. pretty much gets along with, with everybody he comes, comes around and has on his show, so. You know, yeah, his show, his channel. It's his whatever. His it's his thing. It's whatever his he stuff. wants you to call yeah. it. Ian, let us know what you want us to call it. A show, your thing, uh, your channel, whatever. <laughs> or we'll just keep making stuff up. It's fine. <laughs> uh, but anyways, great tournaments, good coverage. Boom. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Joe. That was fantastic. I, I really only watched, I watched most of the Utah Open, and I got one video into to Goat Hill. So I, I'm like way behind. Okay, by but, the way, if if you want to see a dude who will win any beard battle, uh, Justin Billadell oh, yeah. on Utah Open, shit. Yeah, that's like, all. If it, like it, that thing's a ponytail. It's a it's a oh yeah beard, but it's also like what do you call that? A a a brony tail? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like a brony tail is something. I feel like it's something to totally do with my, totally different. It's probably something to do with My Little Pony, and just <laughs> not, not. Uh, I mean, he's pretty. Much, not you're not gonna get. Work. You're not gonna get this because you don't watch Game of Thrones. But he is a Dothraki. He's that's who he is. I know what that means. Oh, okay. You those, know, those, Aquaman. They're like the. They're like the it's bad the Aquaman like guy. The, the the bad house. Uh, they're like the Slytherins, right? Like the same thing. What? <laughs> I know what it is. I just wanted to. Anyways, um, yes, Jason Momoa. Yeah, Aquaman. Yeah. 
That's yeah. who he is. Yeah. That's his real name. No, his name's Did you Have you seen Aquaman? No, I haven't. I haven't either. <laughs> Katie wants to watch it. I'm like, why don't I fucking watch it? All right. <laughs> you don't give a fuck about any comic movie. I want to watch this shit. Okay. <laughs> All right. I see what's going on here. Cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. Fine. We'll watch Aquaman. I don't know. It's a superhero <laughs> movie. There's probably like smoking hot chicks in it. I don't know. It's probably it's probably bad. It's right? Probably like smoking hot fish in it. We're gonna get people being like, Aquaman was a legitimately good movie, okay guys? You no, we're stop- not. Listen, <laughs> if you've got that opinion You just stop bagging on care. it just because all the chicks think the main character is hot. Jason Jason Mo Momoa. Momo Momoa. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's a handsome man. Oh, he's a beautiful he's, man. He's yoked. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> What's that glass blown open? He's got huge pecs. I noticed. In like a... Never mind. So, San Francisco open? Is that what we're talking no, about? No, we're on glass, oh, blown. glass blown. Open. Glass blown. I knew it was an open. See, I get distracted when so I start we missed, thinking we, about... We, like we said, we missed an episode uh, in Portland. So, uh, we're, we're catching up. Um, first off, before we get too deep. Can we go back to Khal Drogo and just talk about him? No. Um, I did not know Poison Ivy could hit you that hard. Oh, yeah. Well, it's it's like same. same. I thought I thought someone, I feel like dudes told me it's not as rough as oak. That's 100% a lie. Like there's like less oils on it or something. I sincerely doubt that. Uh, I don't know. They're, they're both like very, very similarly related and... Uh, have the basically the same type of oil in their in their tissue so cool don't touch them poison oak poison ivy don't touch them yeah anyways uh paul's arm was jacked that was gross nasty that elbow the back of his arm that's cortisone shot time like you need to right but he's like nah i gotta i gotta win this tournament like but seriously you could go to the doctor show him that and they'd be like fuck and they'd give you a shot and like that but then they'd probably also be like hey you probably shouldn't throw and then they'd prescribe frisbees. you like like you know in the store you can get like 0.1% cortisone cream mm-hmm. uh if you go to the doctor they'll give you like i forget what the actual percentages are but a lot higher like maybe it's 5% or something like that so much much better uh much much better so cbay let us know sounds like uh sounds like Paul McBeth needs to because it's like the third or fourth time he's had some bad ones at uh, the Day-Law. Masters Cup. At Dela, yeah, where yeah. like remember Jack. his ankle got yep, all jacked yep, up, yep. and uh, dude needs to get a prescription for. But that was also when he threw like the wild like seventeen down or whatever. At... Yeah, totally. Maybe he just needs maybe, it to feel him. Maybe he just needs it. But also, like <laughs> he's dude, gonna become a cutter. He's like, I just need to feel alive. Like yo, Paul, if you need a person in your life to just like point out when you're nearby. A uh, poison ivy or poison oak bush. Hey, I'm your guy. And if you need a dude to like get it out, <laughs> I'm your guy. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. All right. Let's just roll with Paul. <laughs> uh, I can be your bush identifier. It's a thing. Oh. I, uh, I want to go. St- anyways. I identify bushes for you. Uh, yeah. Is that awkward? I mean, it seems pretty. Like, I, why is that awkward? It's, Who has bushes anymore? I mean,. Anyways, I feel like they're making a comeback. Um, it was kind of a sloppy tournament, and and by no means because of the the play of the pros. Uh, I think day one, everyone was like, "This is the greatest weather 
glass blown open has ever had. Yeah. It is calm wind. The sun is out. It is gorgeous. Like the forecast says, it's just going to be great the entire time. Boom, day two, crazy fucking wind. Crazy wind. Just immediately. Day day two and day four were just mega wind. Uh, and everyone threw bad. But Paul was able, able to take advantage of round three when um, the wind was the most chill, I guess. And uh, get his way into the lead. Because I think going into round three, Paul was down by three, and he finished round three up by three. Yeah. And Eagle, Eagle, like, really, like, round three was the ultimate, um, just Eagle needs to work. I, I don't know if I, I, I don't, I don't want to call it maturity, but it's the really being able to, um, take each hole at a time and like erasing the memory of the previous. Cause you could see it like build in him having a rough shot or like a rough roll away or a rough skip. And he just let it build up and you could see like frustration was really getting after him. And had he really on day three when that was happening, um, like just, cleared his mind and just played smart and didn't try and make up for the mishaps previous, he would have had a clean round and, and had a great chance to take down the tournament. Much better chance. I mean, he he had plenty of birdies. It's, it's just that he had all these bogeys and even a double bogey mixed in and just kind of eliminated all his progress. So had he just cleaned up some of those shots, it would have been a totally different story, you know, especially since he only lost by a stroke. Exactly. You know, like it, it just cleaning up any part of that would have resulted in him winning this tournament, possibly by multiple strokes. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he, I, like I said, he was up by three going into round three. Um, he hadn't, he could have easily finished day two, uh, even with Paul, or day three, I mean, even with Paul, or even like yeah. one or two strokes out, and instead he was, th- he. I mean, it was a six-stroke swing. It was a six-stroke swing, which you don't see the kind of older guys in the game that, you know, I, I think we've talked about it a ton, um, physically gifted, like, the best forehand, best backhand there is, both belong to Eagle. Yeah. Uh, and and Paul Paul's like top five probably with each of them, but his biggest asset is between the ears. Yep. Yeah, I mean, he really, Paul, uh, like he's showing this year, I mean, are we going to be shocked? Like, we'll be more shocked when Paul loses yeah. than, than, yeah. than him winning going forward. He's he's. We just assume he's going to win, and his his mental strength and his all around game is so solid. It's it's just it's difficult, and I I think part of it has to do with that. You know, you're you're playing against uh, Paul and and watching him execute over time. So I, I think that's part of it. Like Eagle knowing that he has to play perfectly, probably you know over analyzing his game to some degree. I don't know, but. Well, I'm just trying to do hero stuff, and that's really, I think, was Paul's biggest downfall last year, too, was 
trying to make crazy islands or just trying to crush it and going OB and and Eagle got hit with some of that now and I think Eagle started out I mean really playing smart and that's what got him like the early win in the season and he just needs to go back to that and he has been he has been been playing much smarter but I think he's still battling with playing too safe and then like going over the top to try and make it up. Uh, like he has the ability to play. He doesn't need to play as safe as others because he has uh, a different arsenal than others. Yeah. And then Paul is just playing really smart, really smart this year. Um, he's not going for crazy shots that he has in the past. Um, and he's figured out his new putter. Yeah. So, yep. so that that is a huge part of it. He he seems to be banging from just about everywhere he needs to. Um now the wind was a huge factor here. Right. Like it made a lot of shots very difficult and and um the scores aren't quite as impressive as we've seen in the past. You know, round 4 Paul Macbeth won and shot two over. So, you know, it, it was a a difficult day for just about everyone um on, on this one but it certainly with that happening eagle and ricky had it had a chance to win this tournament and just couldn't ricky had the probably the best chance oh the yeah tournament. well they i mean they both finished one back but ricky definitely had the best opportunity to actually tie yeah and and uh win and just i mean he bogeyed 18 like yeah. i i was and ricky missed some pretty uncharacteristic putts he, too he did he did i so. was set in my mind i knew i was like well this is gonna be a cool playoff. Like I'm excited to watch yep. this playoff, and then 18 just no. Couldn't believe it. You know, and I really, honestly, like to go back to this past week with Utah Open. Um, I really thought Ricky had like crazy momentum, and I was excited. I thought yeah. he was gonna get out to Utah, and Open. he started playing really well. Off, yeah, out the gate yeah. too. I thought he was going to destroy. I thought he was gonna have like a double digit stroke win at Utah. Yeah, he. He did not. He did not. You know he did flash at GBO and uh, and then also at Utah. You'll when you watch, it, you'll see um, something that we've talked about. I've talked about it in the past, but it kind of gets brushed under too. Uh, Rick Rick has elite distance. Oh yeah, in his backhand, oh, and yeah. I think it gets like underrated because he has such a great forehand. He became like. The forehand guy for a he long time. He doesn't even throw forehands off the tee anymore. No, really. not really. And his backhand, like, he threw some absolute crushes at GBO. Yeah. Like, outdrove Eagle. I think Eagle was playing a little too smart on some stuff. Or a little too safe, I mean, not smart. No, it's, I don't know. I, I And, and Jerem even talked about it on the Utah coverage where he was like, I don't really, you know, Ricky's not really throwing his power forehand off the tee anymore, and we don't really know why, you know. Yeah, I don't know. So, um, I don't know. Maybe he's just lost confidence in it, and and doesn't it doesn't feel right to him or whatever. But it used to be something that was like one hundred percent. Ricky is the best forehand player in the game, and now it's not even really. That's not a thing at all, you know. I would probably still put him in the top five, but that almost just yeah. might be because 
the like legend of Rick. Yeah, and well, I mean, he still has the short range forehands, and yeah. he's, and he still uses. It's not like Rick doesn't have a forehand anymore. It's just that you don't see him throwing the four hundred and fifty foot or you know four hundred and twenty five foot forehand anymore. Right. Um, and I that doesn't mean he can't do it. It's just that we don't see it anymore. So, right. I don't know. But, so yeah, but I mean it was a great tournament. Um I think we say this every year. <laughs> now in our third year of saying it like Emporia Kansas is disc golf mecca. Mm-hmm. Uh we had a lot of people in our Slack group uh out at at Glassblown. Everyone had a fantastic time. I heard nothing negative about anything that went on there. It seems like you know if you're going to make a destination trip for a tournament, uh, is probably the one. If you, you know, there'll be more crowds, there'll be lots more going on, but you know, every moment of every day is going to be filled with some sort of activity if you want to get after it. Yeah. And, uh, one day we'll make it out there. I mean, we just did our Portland trip. We're, we're starting to find ways to make these trips happen. So, yeah. I, we got to hit Maple Hill. Got to hit Maple Hill. We got to, we got to hit Emporia. Like, I, for me, I want to hit Emporia. I want to play those courses. But I might, just like we just did with Portland and going to Milo, um, I, I'm kind of more down to go outside of the big tournament mm-hmm. times because I want to play the courses and like yeah. just kick back and check it out. So I think, I, I'm sure we'll make it to a GBO at some point, but I, I also definitely think like an Emporia trip may be like, in a random time outside of the tournament schedule. Yeah. Uh, just easier, more laid back. I hear there's podcasters in that town too. We could probably meet up with them and, and, you know, in the same town where dynamic discs is located. Yeah. That's what I hear. Uh, that's, that sounds fishy. You know, uh, it podcasting has become a thing. They're everywhere now. Like people just podcast. (laughs) Do they like, maybe they just set up a couch in like a, stupid ass shed and then just record that sounds like an awesome thing to do apparently you just talk it's a it's a thing it's yogging (laughs) i don't know soft jade uh but yeah so we'll get out there yeah maple hill um i'm just i'm like still kind of in shock that we took one off the bucket list but now i want to play it way more I know that was the problem. Like it wasn't, it didn't, it didn't quench it didn't that quench thirst. The, no, totally. I was like, it was like, you know? well, th- so that's the ultimate disc golf thing, right? And that's why everyone keeps going out every time. Is when you first begin, you have that like one really good shot, and you're like, if I could only do that like more, it'll be even better. And yeah. then you go and play a course that's awesome, and you're like, I want to go back and, and I want to play on my score. Like, yeah, totally. Like I know I can play better. Like I missed some putts. Like I missed some drives. Like now I know the line. Like I want to do it again. Exactly. And you just can't bury those feelings. <laughs> just, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I couldn't help myself. <clears throat> Anyways, GBO is great. If you haven't noticed, uh, Joe doesn't like it when people mispronounce words. I don't know what you're talking about. So. I don't like when people just make words up. <laughs> just make random words that don't mean anything. Um, oh, and then <laughs> we almost moved on 
without talking about them, ladies. Yeah, we got to get to the FPO next. So uh, this has been the the theme of uh, of 2019 so far, which is that Katrina Allen is an absolute thug. Yeah, she is, and she is playing incredible and uh, just really just absolute nails taking down this tournament. Yep. Well, and Paige Pierce is starting to play. Paige has played well, too, yeah. but uh, Katrina Allen has really kind of it, it, going from coming from last year where we were like legitimately worried about whether she was ever going to be good again. Yeah. And then this year where she's looking dominant is is just it's fantastic. She totally is. She's she's crushing it. Um, and I like I said, I think Paige is is back up there, too, where you can be trusted with your uh, your grip six picks on you disc. Uh huh. Um, they're they're both doing fantastic, you know, and I think what Cat went wire to wire. I believe she did. Yeah, we can we can double check. Yeah, that. we can double check that. So yeah, she had hot round. She, I think she had a big lead, kind of. Yep. Wire to wire. Yep. Mm, yeah. So that one also came down super close. I mean, she birdied eighteen to. Yeah, she she ended up, you know, uh, her last couple of rounds, she was over par, but she managed to hold on. Uh, Paige Pierce kind of surged in those last two, shooting under par, and uh, but she just managed to hold on by a stroke. So, and there was a little bit of controversy. There was uh, a there. It got yeah. There was got a few pretty, different ones. Pretty fucking spicy. There was yeah. There was a handful. Um, you know what? And and I. Here's my thing that I'll say real quick. There was like some courtesy violation, like blah blah. There's some call outs on Facebook and some apologies or half apologies, all that shit. But if you're upset about somebody like retaliating and, uh, you know, giving you a warning after you give them a warning, like talk to the person. Putting them on blast on social media does not make you a better person because they had a retaliatory warning i'm just saying right now like i think cat was in the wrong with that retaliate retaliation like doing the you know celebration warning Mm -hmm. like totally but talk to her like putting a big old blast like three paragraph thing on facebook for everyone to see freaking text wall doesn't make you a rad person because you're upset it doesn't make i mean it makes her look bad but it doesn't make you look good it legitimately was a pretty bad look for the sport just in general like seeing that that level like for someone who's not familiar with disc golf and they're trying to watch it and figure out what's going on like figure out why these players are behaving like this during a round and seeing the the demonstrative behavior by by both of them during the round and uh and not understanding the courtesy violations. It just, it's not good. That's, you don't want that to be part of your sport that's displayed. A courtesy violation, um, you should be able to make it through it at that point. Like, have a discussion, get past it, and and play your round rather than letting it consume the rest of your round. And then the week after, with with social media posts and things like that, that was unfortunate. So... Um, and, and from what I saw, most of the stuff was pretty minor. Like there wasn't, I don't know. It just kind of, 
I mean, I, I, I'm not going to say that none of it was warranted, like the warnings. I, I'm not going to say that at all. I'm just going to say, like, there is a better way to express your frustration. Oh, yeah. That That's that's all I'm saying. Like, especially in a way that you're trying to, like, I feel like a part of that message was, like, trying to help the sport grow and, like, needs you're not helping you are not helping by no, doing that no definitely not and it, it it you should watch for yourself uh the, the fpo for glass bone open um so it's it's all on there you can you can watch for yourself and and kind of see what's going on the the live uh video does a better more comprehensive job than the post produced right. so um if you want to go watch it you can but it was kind of a a weird sort of thing it didn't yeah. need to be like that. Let's no, put it that way. No, no, and there was like you know there was some discs that went out of bounds and got marked spots that shouldn't have and yeah, the arguments there's some that really stuff. poor spots. There was yeah, there was some definitely like random stuff that happened that that honestly could have changed the outcome of the tournament. But um, if someone's not going to put their foot down and make it right at that moment, it's you can't go back. You can't once. Ultimately, once it's played and you move forward, like that means. Oh yeah, after your card next shot, ag- the card agreed on it and it's done. Yep, like it's done. It's done. You're not going back. The only time that there's strokes later is like when Johnny McRae misplayed an OB throw. Oh, yeah, like that's different. Well, than- and you get penalty strokes. Totally. Like the only time that there's. The only time your score changes is when you've been assessed a penalty. Right. And th- but that's a that's a misplay or not signing your card or whatever. It's not yeah. it's not like oh, we looked at film and the spot that you took was wrong. Like the card agreed on it ultimately or you wouldn't have thrown a second shot. Yep. Like that's, you know. Yeah, that's that's on you. You got to got to live with it. Yeah, for sure. So, uh you ready to move on to the SF Open? I am. So uh, we have the San Francisco Open, which is in our backyard. We are North Bay uh, in Sonoma. And so San Francisco is uh, one of our our favorite cities and has fantastic disc golf in uh, Golden Gate Park. But this course is Glen Eagle Disc Golf Course, which is a uh, ball golf course where they've set up an awesome disc golf course, a true, true challenging course. uh, pro course like this it, this course is long it is difficult and uh it, it is a great combination of both the ball golf courses that you see where you're wide open like the utah open but also mixes in the tree lines which there are awesome tree lines and technical shots that are mixed in along with this so you get a combination of the uh, showcasing of the pro distance capabilities and the the technical shots with this course it's really well designed and a fantastic uh, general venue so and a few weeks back we had uh sean jack and uh sean mercy on the show talking about this uh this tournament so i'm, I'm sure you're a, at least a little bit familiar with it it's, from that it's sponsored by absolute extracts yeah and uh it's it Joe, it sounds like you're going to be there on. I think I'm going to go there for the Sunday? final day. I believe so, unless something changes. Um, you know, it's Mother's Day. Come on, Sean's. You gotta, you gotta figure it out for next year. I know Mother's Day weekend makes it tough. I was all amped to 
to fig- to make my way to the San Francisco Open. And then I was like, oh, wait, it's Mother's Day after I left my wife for, for three and a half days to, to go to Portland. And I am grounded. Yeah. Um, and somehow my wife was like, I was like, maybe Saturday. And she's like, let's do Mother's Day stuff on Saturday. Uh, you can probably go on Sunday. So it looks like that's going to happen. I really wanted to take tomorrow off friday i was planning to take friday off and then i had a whole bunch of work stuff kind of happen so i gotta i have to be there so that's not gonna happen um anyways going back to it it is an awesome course just like Ryan was saying it is super challenging this is kind of the opposite of what was it was it waco or jonesboro that they uh where did where did Paul throw his eighteen down? Waco. Waco. So it's kind of the opposite of Waco. When you see like the complaints about uh you know, par fours that probably should have just been like yeah. super tough par three. This course is like this could be a par four. Nope, it's a three. Right, right. Like it's 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 an easy-ish par four and impossible par three we're gonna call it a par three yeah like you'll be lucky to get circle two on this par three it's a par three yep yep <laughs> like you're gonna have to smash a, a freaking ridiculous roller to get to circle two but and then have to make the putt to get the and birdie. then have to make the the 60 something foot putt which we saw germ do last year yeah on like hole seven or something yeah uh anyways it's super rad, and it's it's probably one of the, if not the most enjoyable, um, ball golf, disc golf course. I mean, I haven't played a ton of them, so I, I can't like I don't really want. But in terms of, I just mean in in terms of it, not just being big open bombs yeah, nonstop. Exactly. There's a lot of like, technical stuff. There's a lot of good. There's there's big trees that go between the fairways and they put a lot of like technical holes throughout those. Well, you look at the Utah open footage and you see that course and like most of the trees that you're seeing on that course, they're maybe 40 feet tall, like the tallest ones. And they're not huge factors in the course in San Francisco. There are 150 foot tall Cypress. They're huge, huge trees. That will that, eat your disc. That will eat your disc. So they the trees play a huge role in this course. So um plus eucalyptus and stuff like that. They're the the tree uh factor on this course is way different. So it's not just a whole bunch of grass and then like some dinky little trees here and there and then, you know, manufactured triple mandos with a freaking rope across it. Right. And you there's know. elevation and there's yeah. You know I'm I am interested. I didn't even think about this. Uh I should have we totally we went on such a crazy uh disc golf pro tour tangent with the Shans. Yeah. Um I totally should have asked if they ch- changed the layout for 8. That's a good question. Cuz 8, do you remember yeah, 8? Yeah, I do. Just had that yeah. little wall and just everyone just laid up and like Yeah, it wasn't didn't they, make They need for to a... do something to make people I challenge hope they did. It. I, I would I really, imagine they I did. I would think so. I'm kind of I'm interested to see what they do there. But that's the only one where like the manufactured OB really comes into play. Yeah. And not in a good way. No, that was dumb. Like it, I think they in, they intended to challenge the distance throwers to challenge that wall, but really even the biggest distance throwers didn't want to. Yeah. They just laid up in front of it and and yeah. 
and because uh, it wasn't, took the it next wasn't shot. worth that. It wasn't yeah. worth it. So I, I think that was I. I would imagine since that was a you know a temporary part of the course that they'll do that a little differently. Yeah. Maybe so, maybe move and make a different island that you can mm-hmm. get to that would be a you know legitimate like. What if you just watched where the the furthest throwers landed and put an island there? Yeah, I think it's I think it's yeah, either you extend it out or you put an interim island or you bring that way back so you Yeah. You know like So it's like a legitimate layup. Right. So like, oh, I just got out 150 and I still yeah. need to go like 250 to the island yeah. might as well just like pump it out there. and for us that wall was out there like we stood on that tee we threw as hard as we could and we were still like you know 70 feet short or whatever it was yeah so it was like it was for an am player it was not a, cha- a uh it was not a factor at all it did not change or no alter the no hole. way and for a pro player they just laid it up really close to the wall so there's also some cool like elevation there. There's some big like downhill bombs. Um, I think now that they've had a year, I think there will be more eagles on on nine, and uh, I guess more eagles or eagles. I don't think there were any on five. There and the, there was hole one was a was a pretty decent eagle opportunity too, um for for a lot of the players. Oh yeah. Oh you know, remember I'm, that? I'm super excited to see eagle throw a DD three. Yeah. On that hole. Yeah. Like that's built. He the could, way he, he could get there. The way he throws those. I mean, like, not get there, but but get 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 close. Get enough a look. To- yeah. Um. The only like the other closest one was uh, Garrett Griffey's like ungodly roller. Yeah. Dude. Oh man, I'm so pumped. I'm and just like remembering like ton of roller opportunities on this course too. Yeah. So. Well, it's that's should be the, fun. You and know, manufactured grass, you know, or uh, manicured grass. I yeah. Mean. And we should note also, uh, Disc Golf Pro Tour event. So there will be live. Uh, the Disc Golf Pro Tour also announced that they're back to YouTube. Oh, I did so not see that. Maybe they they watched the Smashbox coverage, uh, you know, of the glass blown open, see... and we're like, "Oh, look, you <laughs> can think... actually put a live broadcast on YouTube and have it work with commercials." Maybe we should try that. Well, Steve Dodge put out like a <laughs> message on Facebook because I'm Facebook friends with him because we're we were in a fantasy. Are you guys are friends? Uh, Steve Dodge and I are not friends. I'm friends with him. Just I, to be clear. I'll be, I'll be friends with him. Um, well, like he Facebook. put out a question that said, uh, who uses like Amazon fire sticks or whatever, because had I not owned the random TV that I do in my room, that is like Roku enabled smart. Yeah. I don't have any other Roku devices. Now they do like I, I, I use just have- exactly. I think I have the exact same TV in my bedroom. Yeah. Um, I have a fire cube and I have a fire stick and I have consoles. Like that's how I watch everything. So, had I not had that random TV, like I um, wouldn't have been able to even watch it. So, it was silly. Yeah. So back on YouTube, and um, you know, hopefully they have. Hopefully, this is the best live broadcast of the season so far. And um, I think that if they can capture any part of what Smashbox did for the Glass Blown Open, they'll be fine. Because the glass blown open coverage was really good, so 
uh, and they have Smashbox doing the live coverage. So in theory, it should be fantastic. You could like have those professionals, you know, do that. I'm just gonna go there and just like uh, go up to Terry and be like, "Hey, what's up?" and just act like we know each other. It's gonna be great. No, you're not. I'm not. <laughs> I'll say hi to Ian. Oh yeah, I know you. Will. And like maybe you should, you should say hi to Terry. Just give him a big old like awkwardly long hug. Oh, just like hold what it. if you just like just ho- held it. it? That'd be just so a- funny. I missed you. I missed you. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm not gonna do that. You're my little terror bear. <laughs> I'm a little terror bear. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> that wasn't creepy at all. Not at all. Uh, it's a rad course. It's a bomber course, but it's also you got to putt. You got to be able to play in wind. You got to be able to hit some gaps at times. Uh, it's 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 a neat one. Now this podcast isn't live, but somehow we've already received a restraining order from Terry's lawyers. So uh, you, you probably shouldn't hug him. Terry doesn't have lawyers. Come on. <laughs> All right, uh, you ready to do uh, picks? Yeah. For the SF Open. Yes. So uh, I don't know where we should start because I can't remember when we did picks last and who may or may not have won them. I mean, we did GBO and I'm pretty positive we both said Paul. Yeah, well, and it, come on. I think Paul, I said Paul, Eagle. Should we even do number one? Should I we just, don't, I don't think I picked Rick at all. Should I don't we think just I picked, do like, like four, three, two and just, we're both picking yeah, Paul. Paul yeah. Okay. Why don't you start with your four? Uh, I don't know who my four is. And listen, is. I've decided, and I'm going to be, uh, I am I am fully embracing at this point the the grip six, pick six. Yeah, me too. Um, at least for my MPO. Like, it's pretty much like I'm going to pick that an outlier. Yeah. Uh, that's well, why don't we do that? Well, then. I know mine. I did mine. So I I'll haven't start done at, mine. but I'll I, start at my four. Do, do your, do your uh, why don't you do your grip six picks and then I'll do mine. Okay. I'll do and, my. I'll do my. I'll figure it out while you're talking. I'll do my my four uh, three two one. Well, we know it's Macbeth. Four because you need an outlier. Um, there is no reason in my mind, especially like being there, seeing him throw, and uh, knowing his abilities. Uh, I I picked spirit disc golfer for the show. One Jeffrey Faze. For fourth place. Ooh, I like that. I, I got after it. I just, he can do it. He can. I know he can. I've seen him throw great lots of places. He's got another year of Glen Eagles under his belt. He's thrown really well. He's putting well. Um, he's got them them gyros locked in. And uh, and we might talk about it a little bit later. But there's there there are some discs in that MVP Axiom streamline run that uh, I think could be game-changing for for those pros. Uh, let's just say they've started to figure out the beef. Yep. They've, uh, they've, they've found it. They uh, they know what they're doing with it now. So so anyway, so I got phase and four. Um, knowing it's a bomber course and seeing some putting – um, I feel I feel like he's finally ramping up, and it's his time. Uh, in fourth place, I have KJ USA. Okay. Uh, third, I've got one uh, Eagle McManusberg. Yeah, he's. Uh, I hear he's fantastic. He's real good. He throws real far. Uh-huh. Um, 
I think he's been really positive. I've I've been enjoying his vlogs this year. I I couldn't even handle him last year. Um, he's been a lot better at like reflecting and being positive, and I think that's huge for the game. And uh, like, come on, one we know, Paul. Yeah, like Paul. Paul's on. gonna win. And uh, I just I don't see. And and I could be totally wrong. I'd love to be proven wrong, but. I just don't see Rick crushing the scores. It it's really hard to it's it's tough. Like one for the the grip six picks, it's difficult to choose a player like Ricky because you don't have high confidence in him. You also know that there's going to be a lot of people choosing Rick. Yep, and so you, there's not like a lot of reward for for picking him uh, on this on this type of format so we should note this is uh you discs uh grip six picks so you pick six players fpo and mpo you can you can pick as many as you want you could do six fpo you could do six mpo if you want to i think we just stick with this and i'll just fill out my my top six since we're just going yeah, that way yeah go for it um and i think i think uh fpo cat's gonna win and i think page is gonna come in a very close second Page that, Pierce. That I'm I'm in absolute agreement with you. I'm I'm uh working on on filling out my my last two picks, but there's some really good ones that were hard for me to stay away from. Like I think Heimberg has a great chance of, totally. of doing super well here. Yep. Um I think Conrad can totally do it. Yep. I think Barsby, this might be like the first like glimpse or glint of like could, super bars be coming out again it, is this it course. really could be um another local dude that i fiddled with i had in and out of my lineup was proctor yeah um is nico i see nico's is nico gonna actually play i don't know i hope so i don't think he is he hasn't played anything i don't think this year yeah i would i love mean he's on there he so i would love if he did maybe but, he is. but i don't know um so your your picks you you chose Katrina Allen, Paige Pierce, and then you did Paul McBeth, Kevin Jones, uh, Jeff Faze, and Eagle. And Eagle. Okay, I I like it. That works. I hope the Jeff Faze things thing works I do out too. Regardless, like I, it's just fun to watch him play, and I think he's going to be on a chase card on CCDG again. So uh, it sounds. Um, like I'm it, just yeah. stoked. I'm stoked. Um, that's the only like that's. Yeah, like going Sunday, there's just too much has happened. Like I'm stoked to go watch live disc golf in San Francisco at at Glen Eagles. Period. But um, I think my favorite day is like day one or day two to like just really like sink in and like just kick it and watch moving day and whatnot. All right, I think I'm locked in here. All right, I like it. So uh, I'm going to take uh, Katrina Allen and Paige Pierce. I, I think I, I totally agree with you. Katrina Allen is going to win. Uh, Paige Pierce could win, but I think Katrina wins, and Paige Pierce is right behind her. Um, for the uh, my other picks, I am going to take James Conrad. I'm going to take your local flavor. I'm going to put James Proctor in there. So I got a couple of Jameses in there. So I'm I'm going. You'll notice all all guys that can bomb. Um, and, uh, and then I have Eagle and Paul Macbeth. Cause I think on this course you have to, you have to pick those two players because they're, yep. Yeah, there's just, yep. This no, course totally. is tailor made for them. And notice. So they're like, and noticeable. I, I, the only one I'm like, I, I feel like 
I'm making a mistake by not having Lazat in here. Yeah. But I don't think it... I was just about to bring him up. I just... Uh, I, I want this to change. I totally want it to change. I just... I don't feel like his head is in it. Yeah. I just don't feel like his That's head is That's what in I'm it. worried about, too. Like, with the whole... Like, when like, we were in Portland... Is he hungover like, or is he well, sick? Well, and, like, Portland, he, like, sold his entire bag. Yeah. Well, while we were in Portland, not in Portland. Yeah. Anyways, while we were in Portland, like, saw the notification that he's, like... Just selling his bag, which just means he's not happy. And I'm hoping it's not burnout. And if it is burnout, and if it is burnout, uh, Simon, come come close. Listen up real quick. I know this is your profession. This is how you make money. You can do some trick shot stuff. You can do some, some stuff to, like, pay them bills. If you need to take a step away and just do like, you know, do clinics and stuff to like pay the bills, do it. It's totally okay. It's totally okay to step away for a minute and like build that love back for the D's and B's. Are you suggesting that Simon Lazat come and do a clinic at your house? Is that what you're... Not at my house. My house... Kind of sounds like you're... I'm more saying like I want... A pumped up, excited to play disc golf, Simon Lazat. Yes, that is. I don't a, want him a, to bury excited, his feelings. Uh, fuck you. <laughs> an excited like crushing Simon Lazat is one of the most positive things the game can have. Like even better than like Paul Macbeth dominance is like the happy-go-lucky German kid who crushes. And does silly shots that, for some ungodly reason, like, land next to the basket. Yeah. Like, he is the... Oh, God, this is, like, hitting too close to home that I'm saying it. The way that I got into baseball was watching Tim Lincecum pitch. Like, I think I was at your house in Davis, like, his first Cy Young year. Before he got the Cy Young and just was dealing with this crazy whatever, this little guy just crushing... Um, it's just so much fun to watch that I was like, all right, I need to give baseball another try. I guarantee Simon Lazat has gotten people into disc golf or at least watching disc golf. Cause like what this guy does crazy stuff. Like this is insane. Um, I just want it to continue and to continue to be able to bring people into the game. Um, Rather than you know him burn out and and be like, well, I guess it's time to like figure out a career that's not disc golf, or you know just be that that like dude who's like, well, I'll finish like top thirty and my name will get me through for the next thirty years and we'll figure it out. But I don't love it as a personality in and of itself. He's he's plenty marketable. As that's is. what I'm saying. But I'm saying like just use the personality then and like step away from the big like. Now nah, we st- we still need to see see him at the big tournaments. And, no, I think we like do. That. No, I'm, I'm not saying no forever. I'm more no. saying like if Any- you need to take a few tournaments off to like yeah rekindle that, it. Yeah. Like I'm totally okay with that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying like but I mean quit for five years and come anyone back. anyone that legitimately thought or thinks that Simon can compete at the highest level consistently was kidding themselves like he he just hasn't ever shown that he can have these flashes and we see it every year at the open courses you know in the beginning of the year 
you know, where where he wins, uh, where he can just throw big hyzers and and put himself really close. But um, as as the courses change over the over the uh, season, he doesn't fare as well. So um, he just doesn't have a, a really true. He he has all these wacky shots, but he doesn't have a truly diverse golf line game. So um, it and it always comes back to bite him. So that's that's that. All right, you ready to do our uh, world famous deer review? Is that where we take a disc and we take a beer? We review them both and let you know whether you should bring it on the course. Tonight we have the MVP Entropy, which is a four speed three glide, zero turn, three fade, uh, mid putter, putt mitter, <laughs> zone clone, zone clone. <laughs> not not quite a zone clone and we're pairing it with modern times temple of ruin which is a collab a collaboration with, with burial beer company <laughs> burial and modern times with burial bur- burial yes burial burial like a bear like an animal that's how you say it yes that's oh, how you say it. okay burial beer company yep which is a seven percent alcohol new england style ipa where do you want to start joe Oh, um, I don't want to bury the lead. <laughs> um, first off, I don't know that modern times can make a bad beer. I don't think they can either. Be- the beer is just real good. I'm going to start with the disc, but I just had to put that out there. Um, so upon Robin's super precise measurements... <laughs> with a post-it, right? With a post-it note, <laughs> or uh, no, uh, a uh, like a piece index of, card or something, like a box, whatever. the The entry is actually as deep as a uh, harp, literally exactly um, as deep. But in my hand, it it feels much closer to a zone, so it, it does have that nice, smooth, uh, no bead feel like it feels a lot like a zone in my hand um it is deeper and i think really too i think a part of it if i'm being honest when we reviewed the harp um i wasn't even comfortable power gripping putters or mids i was still fan gripping so i think a part of it too is i just feel much more comfortable like power gripping discs like this um plastic is great it's super flat super flat um thank you Julian he sent us a couple of these bad boys. So these are neutron plastic that we have. So in yes. uh, typical MVP they have the the black rim and uh, the neutron core on on these particular ones. So I'm like really excited for when Axiom makes its clone cuz I like my crazy colors. You like your colors. Um but no it's 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 super flat. It's totally it lives in that Is it a mid? Is it a putter? Is it a mid? I think Robin said it perfectly at the top of the show that it's like a it's a, a baby putter or baby mid. Yeah. Um it definitely like you would never actually putt with it except in conditions of a crazy headwind. Right, right. But it's a putter that you can rip with everything you have and not have to worry about it turning over. Yeah. Uh regardless of nose angle. Um Yes. It's it's nice. It is it is very stable. Um you rip it out hard. Um, and it, it'll start kind of fighting out of that straight flight pretty quick, but it's, it's got more glide than you would think. Um, 
it'll get it'll get out there as it's fading and it'll it'll hook up hard at the end like it's uh like i said you're not gonna have to worry about a headwind you're gonna have to worry about uh throwing it too hard and turning it over like it's gonna finish left for a right hand backhand yeah and uh i'd say my initial thoughts so we we threw them in the field and we brought out harps we brought a breaker um, we brought zones uh, and and we're throwing them all together. My initial feeling was that it was kind of faster and a little bit longer, um, just like on kind of first throws, like my first impression. Uh, after throwing a little bit more, it was pretty much landing in the same area, the same zone as the zones. Ooh. Um, and so more or less the same, I would say in, in flight, Depending on the type of zone, you know, like obviously we only have one type of entropy at the moment. We just right. have these neutron, and ones. we only and we brought out a crystal Z zone and like a ledgestone. Yeah, ledgestones, ledgestone Z color Z, uh, color glow Z zone. Right. Um. And uh, so, because that's what I felt would be closest to to what we have here. Um. So you know, maybe not not the best kind of proxy in terms of of likeness but no proxy is a different mvp disc you're right you're right i'm sorry i think it's mvp it could be axiom i don't know it's axiom but you know it's okay i tried i don't know how to say the word burial i tried making i tried making a like a really cool like i know my gyro yeah but uh, in the end pretty much putting it in the same space as all of those discs breaker harp zone um, I put breaker a little bit outside. Breaker, really? Breaker was not as stable to me, as the, the others. No, the breaker is more stable than a harp. The, I the harp and the well. So that we had a soft harp that's been beat yeah. up out there. The breaker, in comparison, I only threw the the harp like twice. In comparison to the entropies and the zones. Oh yeah, breaker is not. The as breaker stable. was was way less no. stable. Yeah. No, I agree on that. Um. So. But in general, we're talking like 15, 20 feet of, of difference on these yeah. things. But I, I think the 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 overarching theme on this is that it is very overstable. Yep. You can Anheuser it, and it'll come back, yep. both forehand and backhand. Uh, it, you're you're going to get a nice flex line with those types right. of shots. Right. I was going to say, I threw some, some, some nice distance, like low, not big high, but like low flex ante lines. Yeah, and, you can do a and real. And out. You know, and it was, and like I said, it was low. Like it probably came out like shoulder height, and I was like, "Oh no, did I? You know, did I start the Annie? Did I start it too low? Is it going to have time? Is it just going right in the grass?" And it was able to hook up and continue the flight. Yes, like really, really nice tight flex lines, and then just your pure hyzers. Oh yeah. Uh, also, works pretty well for grenades. Yes, Joe. Uh, now I have a new affinity for grenades. Don't he, worry about he it. He puts that way now. Apparently, <laughs> he's like, "Look, there's a bush in the way, Robin. I swear, I needed to throw a grenade you can shot." Say whatever like you want. Joe, you did not need my to throw putting, a grenade my shot. My putting right is there. fine. I don't need grenades for that. Joe, you could throw a simple. It's a forty foot shot. You could throw a simple hyzer right over there with your putt. Why? Okay, because the hyzer going to end to the left. I want to end straight. Well, I mean, anyways, there's nothing in the way. Anyways, like you don't need to. So, like for me, we had a, a crystal Z zone. Um, that flies similar to like my DGP Z zone. That's fresh for me. That was much beefier than this. I don't know about much. It was beefier. It didn't go as far. It hooked up faster. Um, that color glow 
Leadstone one was was very similar, and that's one that Robin's been throwing for a while. So it's got uh, a little tiny bit of beat. Yeah, and not much, but yeah, not much. So like for me, um, the the entropy is like similar to like a a, a starting to get beat up Z zone. Like it's not anything close to like I guess well. It's not a JB zone, a jawbreaker zone. Um, yeah. I can rip out way more glide, goes further, doesn't hook up as hard. Um, but it's a nice, beefy disc. And just like Ron was saying, like MVP Axiom struggled for the longest time just having beef in their mid putter worlds. Yeah. And uh, they're, they're figuring it out. So, I mean, the biggest difference to me, like the flight was very similar. Um, but. And Joe said it felt zone like in his hand. To me, it does not at all. Like right. I instantly, I put it in my hand. I was like, "This is a deeper." He shit himself and threw it at the same time. Like I, I even Joe was like, "No, no, it's like the same." And I put the measurement in there. I'm like, "This is not the same." And so, I, I to me, I I felt it in my hand. It was not. It it's a deeper disc. It didn't feel anything like the zone to me. Yeah. So that was for forehands and other things like that. I, that was kind of what I was basing it on why i would prefer a zone over this disc um it's virtually identical to a harp in the depth um it's very flat topped uh very overstable uh and and really just if it's when it comes down to this it's about feel for you like if if you love the way the harp feels that's great use the harp if you like the way the the entropy feels that's awesome use the entropy um so and if you want something, if you prefer that shallower feel, the zone is still the disc you should go for. Zone is king. So, um, I, I re- other than that, the flight of the disc is fantastic. It's probably exactly what they wanted. Oh, no. To, like, so, th- so the other thing aside from feel is if you're a sponsored player and you're like, oh, man, I wish I could throw a zone, and I, but I'm sponsored by MVP, you're good. Yeah, you're fine. You're good. You you got you, it. You now have you your... got it. Yeah, as far as fight, like they they nailed it. They nailed yeah. they nailed what they wanted it to be. But at the same time, like, and I'm just gonna get into it before we get into the beer, just because I'm a bad person. Um, well, no, I'm not. I'll get there. Let's go to the beer. All right. So this is Modern Times Temple of Ruin, a collaboration with Burial Beer Company, yeah. and seven percent New England IPA. Um, it's yummy. It's super nice. All right, back to the entropy and whether it's a zone or not. Sorry, I got to drink a Because that's all anyone cares about, right? Is it a zone? Oh, my God, is it a zone? No, the zone is the zone. The zone is the zone. The zone is the zone. But uh, a harp is not a zone for feel and flight, in my mind. Um, what else? What else? was A breaker is not a zone. Mm-hmm. For a rat is not a zone. A rat is not a zone. A caiman is is much closer to a zone. Yeah. Than than the rat. The AVR X three is not a zone. The AVR X three is not a zone. A uh, a uh, a groove is not a zone. We could just keep going all night naming I mean, all the discs this. that are not zones. I'm more saying the discs that were supposed to be like zones. Oh, I thought. I mean, a fresh sinus is not a zone. You're right. You're right. Um. Like League of Nations leads us to United Nations. You know. <laughs> I just thought we were continuing on. In a... <laughs> Spaghetti. Um, the birthplace of pasta. Yeah. Italy. 
God, I hope some of you get that super random. Um, with all that said, super similar, um, probably with the way that we throw and our non-expertise, uh, probably as close as you can get to zone flight. Yeah, absolutely. Out of out of any of the discs that we've mentioned or any disc that's supposed to be zone-like, like it, they nailed it. They totally nailed it. I love that I made a joke about getting back to the entropy, and you actually did go back to the entropy. Oh, I t- I, th- I totally was just like, well, yeah. I honestly was just like, yeah. Uh, Modern Times nails it. It's a really good New England IPA. I don't know that we had to go deeper, but okay, we can go back into it. I totally was ready to just be like, no, it's a really good hazy IPA. Like, it's it's good. It's got like some 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 fruit. It's got oh, that man. nice. Okay, why don't you talk? I know I'm finishing this. Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm too I'm in too deep. I'm in too deep. Um if you are sponsored by MVP Axiom Streamline and you don't carry an entropy, there's something wrong with you. Whoa. If for some reason Why you gotta you call hate, Jeff out like if that? If for some dude he carries, I guarantee he's got one. All right. Jeff, please <laughs> please don't make it. it you better hope so, otherwise you just called Jeff an idiot. So. Jeff, you're not an idiot, but I hope you probably carry this. He probably carries this. Probably. Um, if for some reason you have something against Discraft, or you're like, oh, everyone types a zone, like, I'll never throw a zone because everyone tells me I should, get an entropy, and then you can still kind of throw a zone and not have to, like, conform to society. Yeah, exactly. But with that said, if you want to throw a zone without throwing a zone because you've got some weird misguided reasoning... Get an entropy. Don't get don't get a harp. Don't get any of those other things. Like this is the closest that you're gonna get without actually getting a zone, in my personal opinion. It it's pretty damn close. I I and uh solid. Really, really, really dependable flight. Very overstable for what it is. Can handle a ton of power. Uh, and the the flex line as far as we like our power wise. Yeah, yeah. But I mean that's still decent. No, totally. So we're not we're. Not complete slouches. No. All right. So the beer, once again, I'll just cycle back to it. So Temple of Ruin. So this is a New England style IPA, 7% alcohol. The notes on here say the progeny of a mental and emotional partnership with burial, 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 burial brewing. This hazy IPA is Dankness given physical form with outrageous quantities of mosaic and Simcoe, yielding a juice vortex replete with flavors and aromas of tropical fruit and citrus with just a touch of pine to put the bow on top. For real, it's delicious. You should totally buy some. That was pretty much like that was I was like, it's like the hazy fruity, but that still got a little pine. I know. Um, also, you've said burial so many times that I'm now starting to be like, I know that was kind of my hope. Shit. Am How I do you actually wrong? say it? Am I saying it wrong? <laughs> Have I said it wrong the entire time? No, no. Row ads. <laughs> Row ads. Oh, rip. Rip Chris Farley. How many more movie quotes do you think I can get in here? Dude, so many. I think I've logged like six or seven so far. <laughs> <laughs> if you're playing time, bingo at home at any time in any of jones temple of doom do they like t- is there a titular like temple of doom because we could accidentally call temple of ruin temple of doom we could but i don't know if it was like oh that's the temple of doom <laughs> i hate snakes <laughs> nailed it 
<laughs> no, this is super refreshing, super crisp. Yeah, I don't always read the descriptions, but that one was particularly good. No, the, the, no, the progeny part, come on, guys. Like, yeah, and it, whenever you bust out a word like replete, like, come on, you're just you're just showing off. Oh, yeah. Well, that's something we would do on this podcast. It's like, so the, like the short, complex words, you know, like the ones that they're like, they're not huge words, but they still convey that sort of, you know, higher learning. Like ferns? <laughs> like ferns. <laughs> We're the three best ferns that anyone's ever had. <laughs> Nailed it. Oh, never, ever. Nailed it. <laughs> uh, it's... Uh, modern times can do no wrong. <laughs> they really can't. Just give them all your money. Give them all your money. Drink all their beer. Um, Zach, I know you're listening. Let's chat. I'm ready. My body's ready. My mind's ready to drink something that's not an IPA for modern times to like, let me continue to say that uh, with full confidence, which I'm still confident that everything else they make is fantastic, but um, I've only really had IPAs from them. Yeah. But I mean, the the description says it all. I mean, this is a Mosaic and Simcoe hops. Uh, it is a very juicy New England style IPA where you've got like that tropical and citrus flavor. Um, it's it's and you know that hazy kind of golden color it's it's a it's a perfect new england style ipa oh we didn't we i mean we mentioned earlier but i'll say again it's seven percent like it's it's in my range i i if if we were rolling these uh at milo i would have been drinking them the whole time because we're best ferns nice i like it um no it's great i will definitely bring this on the course uh if i can ever find it and drink it more yeah agreed all right so uh what what say you on the entropy so here's the thing like we always said we've always said if something we're gonna kick the zone out of the bag it's gotta be super special it's gotta bring something crazy to the board to make that happen Mm -hmm. this is a, a zone clone that feels different in robin's hand it doesn't as much in mine but there's no reason for me. Joe's used to bigger things in his hand, so it's, there's no reason the for depth me of to, it is not to, as big of a to deal. kick the zone out for this disc, especially when I have like a million backups to my zones. Yes, um, I love the zone. It has been huge for my game. There's there, yeah, it's not going to kick out, but you know it. That same thing we always say, like you know, if I was in a random town didn't have my bag and i like had to put a bag together and they randomly weren't zones with their entropies like i could pick it up and know even more than i've probably said in the past for this like i would know 100 percent what to do with it oh totally confident you'd be fine i have no issues throw it exactly like i would a zone and know it would do the The, same the only thing i would miss is that i have the jawbreaker zones which yeah that's totally different jawbreaker is a different disc you know so like having that that separate option is is a big deal well, someday maybe there'll be like an electron entropy and that'll be that world for them. That'd be cool. Yeah. I'm super down for an electron entropy. Um, but it's a fantastic, like, kudos to you, MVP. You figured it out. You did it right. Mm-hmm. Um, all all your your boys and girls are hooked up now. Yes. They, they, they have a disc that um, everyone outside of Discraft has been trying to find for the last five years and yeah. and i think you nailed it first try i i, I agree 
And uh, the beer's amazing. Uh, it should go on the course every single time. I don't plan to bag the Entropy, uh, just like Joe, just because I, I have zones, and I love them. And uh, But this is a compelling uh, challenger. So it's it's pretty good. Yeah, like if I were on the fence, if I was like, you know what, I don't want to carry Discraft anymore or whatever, um, this would be an easy, probably the easiest transition for me like disc wise from like one manufacturer to another to replace a mold yeah especially if they come out with an electron one yeah oh yeah to take that jb spot yeah so um so it's like it's two out of four but i like it's it's one of the stronger uh two out of fours for sure yeah I, I mean, I think it's honestly, it's it's Paul Macbeth's win at GBO, where it's like, you just barely got through. It's a little like, gross. Like, but you didn't really play, like, it, you look at the U-Disc stuff, like, he was, like, fourth or fifth in every category. Yeah. But it was enough to squeak through. Yep. He found a way to do it. It's just good enough, and that's what uh, this deer review is. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's all we got for you in this episode of the Disc Golf Podcast. We thank you for listening, and I hope you'll... Take the time to go to our website, throwstuffatstuff.com. We've got awesome disc golf podcast discs up there. We have shirts. Get some. Sport your DGP gear, and uh, you will immediately throw better. I guarantee it. It's true. I just I I I have a form so we can quantify it, and then we can refund if it doesn't work out. But just I heard Austin could only throw three fifty until he put his shirt on and played with us. And Absolutely, bomb at like four fifty. It's, it's a thing. So check it out. I also hope uh, you'll get on iTunes if that's what you listen to us through and drop five stars and a nice review on us and any other podcast app that that allows for reviewing do that as well check us out on instagram at the disc pod at the disc golf podcast at on twitter at the disc golf at the disc pod man i'm just jacking this all up you got it though you got it just jacking it up (sighs) and finally our slack group it's a wonderful wonderful place that is disc golf chat people there 24 7 in your area looking to meet people like you that just love to play disc golf hang out together spend time together maybe maybe learn about sensual massage oils we just i'm gonna skip right over that (laughs) we just went to portland we had a great time um all the communication building up to portland Half the people we played with in Portland were all due to this Slack group. Yep. It's pretty rad. It's awesome. So our website, throwstuffatstuff.com, has a join Slack link. And uh, if you hit that, you'll you'll be prompted to join the group. And it is basically just an awesome chat group. It's nice Reddit. Yeah. There's lots of people in there. We're talking all kinds of things. There's channels for everything that you could possibly think of related to disc golf. And then some uh, channels for your local area, like for us. Uh, we were able to go to a Pacific Northwest channel and talk to people that live in Oregon around Milo and meet up with dudes that uh, know the course and were able to guide us through it. So that sort of thing is so valuable and so awesome and probably saved us like three hours of wandering aimlessly through a freaking rainforest. So uh, it's amazing. Join Slack. You won't regret it. And uh, Joe and I will personally welcome you. So... Thank you very much for those of you that are already there. And for the rest of you, get out there this weekend and throw stuff at stuff. This is a song. 
But those with aces, listen closely. You don't always have to huck it hard. In fact, sometimes that's not right to do. Sometimes you got to lay it up and fucking outrun an ace or two. Sometimes you got to ease if you want to put the D's and the B's. Sometimes you got to say, hey, I'm gonna throw it softly. I'm gonna hug it gently. I'm gonna flick it smoothly. I'm gonna toss it so sweetly. And then you say, hey, I hit some metal. And then you say, wait a minute, Robin. I think I'm starting to get it now. Could you fill my throat for me? That's fucking teamwork. What's your favorite disc? That's cool with me. It's not a trespass, but I guess it works for you. What's your favorite beer? The only answer is an IPA, so let's go to the bar. And then I'm gonna flick it so sweetly. And then I'll fucking hook it softly. And then I'll fucking throw it perfectly. But then I'm gonna hook it.